When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I swooped into the uh, No Hosts Allowed channel, which was pretty fun. What are they talking about in there? Our birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> do they know them? Yeah, they do. They were like, uh, Sean's is April, Alex's is May. Wow. And they just know it from listening to the show? I think so. And they were like, and Edwin's is November, I think. And my <laughs> response was November. No, 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 no. You'll never guess it. Not in a million guesses. <laughs> and they were like, oh, it's either man. November or October, which is correct. But I don't talk about my birthday ever. No, you, know you don't. Mean? Like you, no, don't. you don't. Yeah. I don't know how many years it's just been. Your birthday was last week. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I win. laughs> yeah. And you know what's great here in, here in Europe? I've learned that on your birthday, you have to bring in your own cake for everybody else. Like, oh, that's wow. The, which is like, I was like amazing, amazing. No one will ever know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm never doing that. <laughs> Edward, you've never brought any cake. Yeah. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly. If your business paper needs or Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people Dundamip. Then the people purchase paper people Dundamip. Then the people purchase paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host, and my real name is Lionel Frankenstein. Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jane's 115 pound moonbeam. <laughs> yes, you are. And with us, and with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Oh, there's so much beauty in this fence. Oh, what can this windowsill tell me about life? <laughs> oh, garbage. I think you should only be able to paint the president, or in a perfect world, the Kaiser. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, This week we'll be talking about Secretary's Day from Season 6. NBC has released the Season 6 extended superfan episodes on Peacock. So uh, we'll be talking about uh, the recut episode of Secretary's Day extended version. Uh, And then uh, we'll head to the conference room for Tapas Swissmas and Ordinary Things. And then we'll finish up with some trivia sent to us by Maddie. Man, if you were tuning in and this was your first episode, and it was like, we're going to a conference room for Tapa Swissmas and some ordinary things. Yeah, yeah. No, what I'm is not. This show? What is Keep this? Up. Keep up. <laughs> uh, before we get into all that, uh, Alex, do we have any housekeeping to start us off? Shouting out our, our Discord. Uh, we were just talking about it before we... Uh, hopped on and started recording here of of just how much fun it's been. Uh, the Discord's popping. What are we just just soaring past a hundred members? More coming in every day. They're trickling in. Um, so much fun. That's just another benefit of becoming a Scots Tot on our Patreon, uh, which is also doing great. We're having a lot of fun out there. 
a couple things for that. That's five dollars a month. That's gonna get you. That's gonna get you ad free episodes. It's gonna get mm. you our exclusive monthly uh, mailbag Patreon, where we oh. just hang out for a couple hours and ask and answer all your questions to have to have to do about anything, not even the office. <laughs> um, you're getting our bonus Ted Lasso pods. You're getting our White Lotus pods and our upcoming. When the new season of Party Down arrives, we're doing a little mini series on Party Down as well for our Patreon. Yep. Uh, and, and as I mentioned, it gets you also access to the Scott's Tots channel on our Discord. But of course, Discord, anyone can join. Come on in. We got uh, It's popping off in there. It's a lot of fun. People chatting left and right. They're sharing memes back and forth. They're doing some job role play. Uh, they're, they got pictures <laughs> of their pets. We got a Scott's Tots channel where we hang out. You come talk with us. We got, there's a conference room in there. There's all sorts of good stuff. I can't believe you can just go in there and join. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been really fun. Again, everyone just amazes me with the deep cuts for quotes and memes. Uh, it's highly entertaining. So, yeah, come uh, come say aloha and hello uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're familiar with Discord. There's even a no hosts allowed channel where we're not allowed to go. So you can talk... Mm-hmm. All the smack you want, you can you can make fun of us, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's a safe place. That's, uh, that's right. <laughs> there's also a toast talk channel. Oh yeah, um, Sean. And I, Sean we, dropping I, some yeah. some amazing pictures in there of his toast. Oh, and we'll have some we'll have some <laughs> toast coming up uh, coming up soon here. It's about to snow in Portland, so uh, we we just went to the grocery store and stocked up and. Uh, all yeah, bread. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, so find out. You're going to have to have sourdough. Gonna... <laughs> we have rye. <laughs> you're going to have to log into Toast Talk to 15 find loaves out of bread? Yeah, that ought to what do it. We'll be, uh, what we'll be snacking on. <laughs> I will. I do have to say, speaking of snacks, Alex, it really sounded like you said that we have a boneless Ted Lasso podcast. We have a boneless, uh, available, you a boneless guy. Available for the Patreon <laughs> listeners. Yeah. We got bone in White Lotus. We got boneless Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want. Uh, all right. Well, uh, well, this week uh, we are talking about Secretary's Day from season six, episode twenty-two. It aired on April twenty-second, two thousand ten. It was written by Mindy Kaling and directed by Steve Carell. Not really much to say about those two guys. We know who they are. Um, so, Edwin, why are we talking about Secretary's Day this week? Well, whenever a new season of Superfan episodes is released on Peacock, it gives us a great reason to dip back in and talk about individual episodes because we often get uh, a lot of deleted scenes that are recut with the original um, to give us a totally different look and feel for the episode. I think one of the blessings that we have, uh, hashtag blessed, with um, the (laughs) Superfan episodes is that it's not just the episode and the deleted scenes that are kind of separate, but the fact that you get to watch them cut together. And there's also... Um, usually some extra stuff that wasn't even included in the original sort of selection of deleted scenes. Um, and at least for me personally, as I've been uh, clicking around, jumping around, watching uh, different episodes from season six, um, I haven't watched them all yet, but this is one that really stood out to me uh, as, a, as a very, very funny and unique one um, within the season six mm. super fan episode run. Is it an extremely unique episode? Uh, not not only in terms of like the relationships it focuses on, which is kind of breaking new ground in some ways, particularly with Michael and Aaron. Um, it it's like we've spent all this time getting Andy and Aaron set up, and finally they are, and that kind of goes off the rails. This episode, 
Jim and Pam are kind of an afterthought in this one. D- Dwight's not doing a ton. It is, but but yet it's a very action packed. It feels like a very substantial episode, despite all of that. So yeah, very unique. Excited mm. to talk about it. I think one of the things that was a consequence of editing, watching these super fan episodes throughout season six, is that Aaron's character uh, is to- is like turned down quite a bit just by the virtue of cuts that they made in editing um just in terms of how sort of strange she is um kind of the little sort of yeah yeah (laughs) and the little sort of like idiosyncrasies and weirdness that she displays um obviously you see bits and pieces of that throughout season six but then it really i'm thinking of the what was released um on television and then like in this episode like really really hits home obviously we know Aaron she's in the show for quite a while at this point but it really really hits home here and I think with the super fan episodes um you just see all the bits and pieces of that that were maybe uh originally included but like just just barely maybe made it on the cutting room floor do you know what I mean yeah I think it I think this adds a dimension to to Aaron like as as a as a mm-hmm. as a ongoing character on the office, and it's it's the timing is great too because she joins season five, but she's pretty small uh, part. Season six, she really starts to get fleshed out, and this comes right near the end of season six. I mean, there's only four episodes after this one, um, and it's pretty much all the D- Michael and Donna arc. So by the time we get to seven, and we need Aaron to kind of be a little more three dimensional, um, this this episode's a huge reason why. Yeah, I mean, Aaron has always kind of been just so, so sweet and like, you know, kind of always assumes that she might be wrong or doesn't understand what's going on. And this is when Aaron just stops giving a shit (laughs) and uh, stands up for herself in a big way. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like one of my big takeaways from this episode was um, this idea of proximity. And this idea, like the the fact that all of these characters coexist in this tiny little bubble, and I think this or this, uh, you know, box of an office park, whatever shape you want to call it, um, but it's an episode where the characters kind of actually engage with the fact that they all share this space all of the time. Yeah. That they when they date, if if you date multiple people within the office, like there are real mm. consequences, and like you can't just pretend that it didn't exist the way that the, the way that the show often kind of pretends that Ange- Angela and Andy didn't exist, you know? Right. Um, yeah, when and, Andy's like talking about, yeah, no, like hats off to Angela Martin, did a really good job. No, Angela's the best. You're mm-hmm. like, I, uh, this feels like that wouldn't come without some other comment from someone else. Yeah. And there's, I, th- I think too, just that we can we can dig into it quite a bit more later. But I think that's why you get all the impressions. I think that's mm-hmm. why you have Gabe feeling weird, questioning himself and his place in the office. Um, and I think you have Michael trying to make distance from a lot of these situations in the office. But it's just this, like a very interesting episode or a very unique episode because the characters actually kind of they're they they bump up against each other in a way that I think feels really different. But uh, maybe we should maybe we should talk about a. Uh, Cold open story arcs, things like that. Sure, sure. And and maybe even before we get into all that, just to address like the super fan episodes, because I did notice, I think it was in our Discord, maybe it was just on Dunder Mifflin Reddit or something, that, you know, people talking about, you know, oh, how can you watch, you know, the, the super fan episodes if you're in a different country? I don't know. I mean, I guess you don't have that problem in, in Switzerland uh, <laughs> there, Edwin. But... Well, I mean, I, yeah, I got the VPN and oh, okay. it helps. 
and it, but it also helps. Uh, you go to expressvpn.com slash Scott. Um, <laughs> that is not that's not uh, a sponsor. To... <laughs> it was. It used to be. Oh, what? oh that's right. Oh, wait, that that's right. I actually I actually think it still works because I had to renew. Pre- oh, that's right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so expressvpn.com slash Scott. Um, for up to 14 free meals plus shipping. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, dude. Have you had but... ExpressVPN's meal kit? Oh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I, I do think that what helped is that I had a previously I, – I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Obviously, every country is different with uh, – but it helps, I think, that we had a Peacock account or I had a Peacock account before right. moving here because I've heard that with like a service like Hulu, for example, it's hard to start it. When you're already based somewhere else, got so, it. Ah, well, it can be. Yeah, I do. I do appreciate that it can be a, a challenge. Um, yeah. Quick, well, uh, quick shout out. Just saying, you still can get three months uh, free with a twelve month plan uh, for yeah. our listeners. Dang, so there that, you that go. Code, that code does still work. <laughs> I did it. All right. Uh, within the last two or three months. Yeah. Wow. Excellent. Totally worth it. All right. Yeah. Wow. Um. <laughs> Well, we'll have to put that in the Discord then, too. Okay, well, anyways, let's get into uh, Secretary's Day, uh, starting with starting with the cold open. Um, nothing, nothing new here in the in the uh, in the Superfan episode. What do we got in this cold open, Alex? Oh, well, it's a weird one. <laughs> we got we got we get to see Oscar Oscar as a filmmaker. Uh, by that I mean Oscar making a parody video of Cookie Monster uh, from Sesame Street, but with a Kevin voiceover. How Oscar collected such crystal clear studio level audio from Kevin, we'll never know. But he does well, it, pair it up to a. Uh, maybe he got the well, audio from the. I, they're they're, they're voicemails. Yeah. They're voicemails that he leaves Oscar. He calls him. That, I'm just saying they're not in phone quality. Those are not. Those are not mm. phone call. That's not phone call audio. That's uh, so you're I, an audio guy. Yeah, dude, I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> dude. The I, audio is coming from inside the office. Yeah, I, I, I think and maybe he got it from the documentary crew or something. Anyway, uh, we see this video that Oscar makes and everyone's crowded around as Dwight says, why is everyone crowded around reset, uh, crowded around accounting? Um, and he is there and he sees uh, an amusing link, which is which is. Which is just making fun of Kevin. Just good old fashioned bullying going on here That's in the right. office. Uh, this Kevin... cold open sets the tone for impressions throughout this episode. We we get a lot of them, especially in this extended cut at the end, which we'll get to. But here, um, no one has Kevin's back. No one has Kevin's feelings in mind here. Um, no. Even Angela going so far as to say it's her favorite day. Period. <laughs> um. Yeah, and, yeah. And people <laughs> mean spirited. It's 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 definitely like uh I mean I can totally see uh I mean well Oscar and Kevin have a a, a friendship. And you know, Kev, Oscar puts up a, a with a lot from from Kevin and uh you know, I think like it's a funny joke that he does, but certainly once it's uh shared with the masses people take it way too far um and and this uh obviously continues uh for the rest of the episode um yeah the the ensemble gets gets kind of mean towards kevin you'd think yeah, after it's, it's... after he was like this isn't funny and he went and sat down do you 
people would stop throughout the day being like, nom, 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 nom. Like, hey, Kevin, have a cookie. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Sorry, Edward, yeah, I cut you off. It's, it's, no, it's okay. I, it's, it's funny. There are – Kevin is, is uh, unique in the way that he – like either embraces or resists a joke. And I only mean to say like, he's the person out of all the characters in the office. It feels like Kevin is the one who's most likely to laugh at Michael's jokes. Yeah. Um, like when he laughs at uh, Michael calling Dwight a narc in, mm-hmm. uh, in, in drug testing narc. episode or, narc. Hey, or even thinking that, um, you know, Michael's a good guy. He gets kind of a bad rap. I should tell him oh, he's all the <laughs> way over there. Like, and, and on the on the other hand, uh, when Todd Packer tries to make his apology at the end of the show, or in season seven, I should say, um, Kevin kind of plays along. He's like, "I'll go along for the big show," you know. So right, it, it it's weird. It's a little weird that he resists so much. I get. I guess that he's really the butt of the joke in this case. But um, it's it's interesting the way that he can either go with the flow or not go with the flow. And then also the way that the other characters don't really let up. That seems unique. Or it seems, I feel like I've been using that word a lot, but this particular <laughs> instance seems like they're particularly sort of relentless with him. Hmm. It is. Yeah. And you know, this is a cold open, but kind of not because it continues throughout the episode, like parts of this, especially when we get to game. We talk about this one time, a long time ago. Did we? Yeah. What? It's technically not a cold open if it <laughs> if it's related it to the rest of the episode. Yeah, well, oh, it's a, it's a lukewarm. It's a lukewarm open, and it's mm-hmm. it's because you know we talk, we get to Gabe disciplining Jim and Pam, uh, you know, for continuing to to do impressions of of Kevin and Freddie Gabe. So you know, it does it does there is a reason why the characters keep bringing it up, but it does feel a little mm-hmm. too much. Um, and I don't know. But it's funny, like for a and, for an episode written by Mindy Kaling, who I think has, I believe she also wrote Kevin spilling and falling in the chili. I believe that was also oh, Mindy wow. Kaling. So she just got <laughs> well, it out for Brian Baumgartner. She's cruel. Yeah. Yeah, but that I mean, I, I don't think it's. I mean, written by it doesn't mean that they wrote all the jokes. It means they wrote the original draft. So it's yeah, like I know. it's hard to pin these jokes on one person. But uh, I think. Um, something else that I think it, it happens with this and this taps into the impressions thing throughout the whole thing is as far as the show kind of illustrating what happens in everyday life and what it's like to be in an office, like how nicknames take shape and form. I think that it's kind of funny because it almost goes backwards. Like you would think that somebody would start calling like someone would start calling Kevin Cookie Monster earlier on and then later near the end after it had been sort of adopted by everyone, Oscar would make the video. Um, yeah. Because there's also that instance, and I'm, we're jumping way past the cold open, of course, but where Michael is like, good job, Cookie Monster. Like, and he says it like it's a term of endearment. Yeah, and totally. Like it, it can become a term Cookie of endearment. Cookie Monster. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, maybe that's I, what maybe that's what uh, Lonnie meant when he was talking about going swimming with the sea monster. Oh yeah, cookie <laughs> monster. Yeah, uh, I do love some of uh, the the quotes from Kevin. What's the difference between a chimichanga, a chalupa, and a tostada? Call me back asap. <laughs> <laughs> it's urgent. It's great. It is, it is really funny. Um, that takes us into um, uh, the main oh, episode. Wait, of wait you forgot the first host. one, which is Oscar. Toby said he left my Girl Scout cookies on my chair. Have you seen them? Wait, I'm <laughs> sitting on them. 
<laughs> oh, Kevin. Wait, if that's, oh, the, boy. if that's the case, right, then that totally undercuts the Girl Scout cookie thing later when Toby is selling Sasha's first year of the troops and Daryl out Daryl says he only wants accounting because if, if Toby left the Girl Scout you know uh, what I mean right let's keep right. going oh, yeah. okay Sorry. anyways uh-huh. yeah now I'm just trying to put together the timeline anyways um so uh, of course, this is this episode is Secretary's Day. We've got uh, we've got Andy and Aaron are dating, pretty newly dating, right? Because the episode before this is yeah. Happy Hour when uh, they go public at mm-hmm. at Sid and Dexter's. Mm-hmm. They say it's they say it's their three week uh, anniversary coming up. That's so right, as Andy says, so. big milestone. Three um, weeks. So- <sighs> Uh, so Andy has, uh, it sounds like, has kind of harassed everyone into <laughs> giving uh, Aaron gifts, which they all do. Everyone sh- is showing up with really nice things for Aaron. Andy has an actual nice actual use for Woof.com here uh, ahead of his time. <laughs> He's like, sent an email blast, a text blast, good old-fashioned talk blast, sent a snail mail blast a week ago, and a stern See? reminder via fax seven this morning <laughs> it makes you See, wonder why he struggles so much as a salesman later on yeah, right pretty, persistent. pretty persistent yeah do not trust my politeness yeah <laughs> yeah um uh but yeah anyways um it's kind of it, everything is good with andy and aaron right now i mean yeah. think i think uh as an audience member you're kind of rooting for him at this point well, he gets, I mean, it's going very well for him. Everyone's bringing Aaron gifts. Um, she's feeling the love. She's getting boxes of chocolate. She's getting teddy bears, gift certificates, all sorts of stuff. Um, but it baskets doesn't. Baskets of beets. Baskets of, baskets of beets, which she <laughs> doesn't know what to do with. Um, and all this leads to then Andy, you know, coming in for what I think what he sees is, as, a, as a, a big gift, which is, hey, go have lunch with Michael. Yeah, I, I, this is uh, one of the first instances uh, where we get a deleted scene uh, uh, from uh, the Superfan episode is um, Michael kind of explains why. In the original cut, we Michael says that he is planning on giving Aaron $15 for Secretary's <laughs> Day. And, uh, and we just jump right into Andy saying, you know, she'd really love it if you went out to lunch with her. But I do like that we get an explanation for that because <laughs> Michael explains that Pam never wanted to go out to lunch. So she just took what was her half of the lunch, the money for her half of the lunch, so that she could go and have a Sunday alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we get the talking head of Pam just saying, I can't believe that worked. <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and also a Sunday from Cooper's. It's seafood. That's yeah, a sh- uh, right? shrimp, shrimp Sunday. Oof. They must have an amazing Sunday. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but but yes, it's it is it is kind of amazing. I mean, not only do we get more context and more details and stuff, but you also get to kind of see, in a weird way, how effective editing can be, because it trims out so much of that extra interaction, but you don't notice it. Or you wouldn't have noticed. Oh yeah, it's not there. Yeah, I would. I would imagine when you're when people are sitting there saying that we, we got to you know get rid of another minute, you're just like, I don't. How on earth are we going to do that? And it's like, man, you can just you could just cut this joke right out and 
just jump ahead 20 seconds and it's and you don't notice it it's well, so funny and you kind of have to just go to like the skeleton of the thing and be like we don't need this like i just a good yeah. joke but we really don't need it and we need the time mm-hmm. and it's just like i mean you've everyone's heard the phrase kill your darlings but like that's what the creative writing process is just doing that over and over and over again and being bummed that that joke got cut and then at the end you're like oh yeah this is all much better now I did, we yeah. didn't need what's any that phrase kill, kill your darling what is it oh i'm just kidding you, you said everybody had heard it so oh i <laughs> assume most people have heard that phrase <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking yeah that, you know that phrase kill everyone you love you guys don't know that huh uh but yeah, then it, I I I do like the way that Andy kind of shepherds this entire interaction, and Michael, who is again talking about distance, really distanced himself from Aaron, um, and yeah. it's very funny because he loves Pam so much, but Pam is always has to make boundaries, and try to figure out ways to <laughs> kind of outmaneuver Michael. And Aaron wants nothing more to do than to just spend quality time with him. And yeah. obviously their relationship changes and they, they have a great rapport eventually. Um, or they do end up having a great rapport. But um, it, it is very funny that Michael is so resistant to having lunch. Um, especially yeah. at Hayward's, the special place. I mean, what what more could michael want it's a beautiful young woman who thinks that thinks the world of him thinks that he is like powerful smart funny i mean she we get another deleted scene where aaron is you know saying that she thinks that uh michael is better than sully sullenberg uh sullenberger right who's the i think that's the pilot who landed a plane uh crash landed yeah <laughs> and Aaron is like yeah except Michael would have been like telling jokes while he was doing it and she's like yes to your left or you could don't swim, swim to, to the left or you'll end up in New Jersey I can't do it she's <laughs> yeah yeah um it it's a funny sort of inverse of Michael and Dwight and Ryan and Jim to some extent where Dwight again wants nothing more than just be Michael's best friend but whenever someone Shows that to Michael, he immediately pushes them away and doesn't want to embrace it unless he needs them. In which case, he brings them right back into the fold. So, and with Ryan and Jim, he's always trying to pursuing them. And it's funny the, to see it happen at the receptionist level as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the, there's that other saying, you know, I don't want to be a member of any club, club that would have me as a member, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Michael, uh, uh, unfortunately, has that same issue. But uh, they do uh, they do end up going to the restaurant, which this is a, a, such a fabulous... Like, this is one of... Uh, I mean, I don't know. This scene is just so funny and iconic to me. I feel like, uh, especially Aaron's freak out. Um, you it's know, so Michael awkward. asking for the bowl of pickles. <laughs> That's... I mean, yeah. This is this is a fabulous cringe scene moment in the show. Yeah, Aaron's just trying to get conversation going. Michael is so just does not want to be there. It's just, and he has the talking hammer. He's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. Like he's he's pulling teeth here, at least from his side of things. You know, and to his credit, I mean, Aaron's asking, "What did you used to have a favorite month?" 
You know, it's not exactly a conversation starter. Um, it's good. How many yeah, pillows do you sleep on? Pillows. Yeah, yeah, these are these are data. This is what just decade data. do you wish you could be a teenager? What decade could you be a teenager? That's actually a and fun then, discussion, but uh, but but then her answer yeah. makes no sense. So it's just ridiculous. The 1990s. I my favorite detail we get because America this, was discovered. America was discovered. My favorite detail we get out of all this is is. The job before this, she worked at a Taco Bell Express, and then they became a regular Taco Bell, and she just couldn't keep up. <laughs> um, and man, I'd like to see that show too. <laughs> just, just, or just one quick cut of just like Aaron, like, not just supreme, just like ah, I I can't. Uh, That's where she learned the recipe for boiling Gatorade. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll just boil more Gatorade. (laughs) But no, you you had one, Sean. That was good. The difference between (laughs) a chimichanga and a tostada. Yeah. And a chalupa. Thank you. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Anyway, all this, all this, this, go ahead, Edwin. Oh, just, I mean, we get a couple, uh, again, uh, additional feature from the Superfan episode that Michael is so, (laughs) is so, Desperately trying to eject from the conversation that he says, I noticed the penny saver up front. Michael, see what's going on there. <laughs> what an insane, like, like last card to play you could at a, at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll go sit in the lobby and leaf through cheap paper catalogs until you're done, and then I'll take you back. When she asks him, Did you have a favorite age or month? Like, he's just like not listening. And then he like catches up and he's like, favorite age or month like he's like <laughs> he just got, he's so annoyed by the class. He's just like, what what and it's 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 also again just such a reflection of a lot of the conversations that michael has with people where he's talking about his his own life or his sex life or his medical life <laughs> with like jim or pam or someone or oscar or someone like that and they're just kind of uh, keeping him at, at bay a little bit. Like, oh, wow, I don't even think you know what that means. Like, they're at a very, a very Jim-esque saying. But it, it's just funny to watch Michael in this, in that same role, but also not being able to contain his just kind of disdain for the moment. Like, he just doesn't <laughs> want to be in the conversation and can't even, like, put up the front. All of this, of course, leads to uh, they start talking about Andy and, you know, Aaron finally asks Michael a question he can he can hold on to, which is like, "Hey, what you know? What what do you what you think of Andy before you know? T- tell me about Andy. What was what was he like before I got here?" Um, and Michael, this is I mean, in in a show where Michael dozens of times conveys secrets he's not supposed to, this one is not like it's not like Andy was like, "Whatever you do, don't tell her about Angela or something." No, um, he's pretty innocent actually on this one, and he's just like, "You don't know," and tells them they were engaged too and it's not like he's feels like oh my god i just totally ruined this i think he's legitimately like oh andy didn't yeah this is no. how it went michael yeah michael does not realize the impact that it has at all no. i i mean he first of all he says that he doesn't think that andy's a very snappy dresser which you know it's like he's like I'm, other I'm than kinda, i'm kind of surprised to hear that yeah. what did yeah. you say <laughs> Yeah, he does not a great dresser. It makes me think of Easter. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I for some reason I thought Michael would like that, but uh, but, 
but yeah, then uh, that is when we get him. I think him asking for uh, more pickles, like immediately after that, <laughs> he's just like oblivious well, to the fact that this is making Aaron so uncomfortable. And it's so casual for for Michael and for us as viewers because we spent time through that whole arc. But for Aaron, it's just such a huge surprise, and rightfully so. I mean, it's the kind of thing that Michael calls it Mr. and Mrs. Smith crap. Well, I think they so. do a good, yeah, yeah, right. I I think they do a good job too cuz it's like I mean, I feel I felt like I had forgotten about that. Like mm -hmm. by the time, you know, when when you're watching this episode and when it first came out or watching it for mm -hmm. the first time, you kind of forget about all that. Especially because like when the duel is over, they move on from the sh Andy yeah, the show just and Angela. They just like really do quick. not talk yeah. about it again. Yeah. So In you forget that it is a secret. In the finale, in Dwight and Angela's wedding, I know that there's a deleted scene where Andy says something about at Dwight and Angela's wedding, kind of acknowledging the fact that they used to be engaged. And mm. obviously it got removed, but because, yeah, it's easy to forget. Um, yeah. And it's very sitcom-y for, for characters to all date each other um, within the course of a, long, a longer sitcom run. Um, but I like I like that this episode really engages with that fact, especially when they get back um, and they have to go to the party or they have the party that Andy's uh, arranged. Yeah, yeah. So and and now uh, before we move on to the party, um, you know, simultaneously we also have uh, the kind of the B storyline going on here, which of course all begins with the Cookie Monster, Kevin as the Cookie Monster. But uh, after after the uh, the credits roll. Uh, Pam is back from maternity leave. Um, and I do love the talking head with Pam say that uh, maternity leave rocked. It rocked her world. <laughs> rocked her um, ass off. Really? Oh, that, that's true. You also, oh, yeah. That one's, that line's cringy for me. Yeah. I don't know the way, maybe the way Jennifer, <laughs> is there something like, yeah, it rocked. Rocked my ass off. It's just like Yeah, ugh. it was almost like is was that good or bad? I don't I can't tell. Would you prefer that she compared it to scrapbooking or something from her world? Yeah, something from your world. Yeah, thank you. Uh there is something too with Pam coming back to the office not as a secretary, um, in, in this like sales function and or and, and and like coming back and having um in comparison to Aaron, who's had the this party for her and all these gifts. Pam comes back to find that no one has watered her plant. Uh, there are flies growing on cupcakes, and Dwight is growing <laughs> maggots in her desk. Yep. <laughs> is there anything else, living or dead, I should know about in my desk? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I do like that. I mean, uh, you know, I will say too, guys, that watching these super fan episodes, um, there are certainly some scenes where you're like, yeah, I can see why you cut that. Um, which is just kind of another uh, this one here with uh, with Pam and Dwight. Dwight is just kind of making fun of painting um, as a as a hobby in general. Uh, I don't know. It just uh, again, it's just like it's it, 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 it with that added scene. It's just like man, yeah. The whole office is just very mean. This whole episode. Um, Maybe, Meredith I don't know, steals maybe that's Pam's, all Mindy Kaling's. Meredith, <laughs> Meredith steals Pam's breast pump. She goes and catches her in the bathroom. That's right. I yeah. love the addition of Meredith just being like, going through a bit of a dry spell. 
It's such a nice <laughs> understated explanation yeah. for everything that just happened. And the way she looks, she's just like, I just like how it feels. Like she's, she's just, just, just oh my gosh. so consistent. <laughs> I almost took the drop for this one of just Dwight saying, three squeezes and I would drain you. <laughs> it's too gross. <laughs> Talking about uh, Pam's breast milk. Mm. Of course. Um, <laughs> I was going to just do one one last note from their lunch, because then I think we're going to move mm-hmm. on to this. But we, we, yeah, sure. we, we get to see hair, Aaron's hair room. Uh, oh, of course. Yeah. Which we should which we should talk about, because. Yeah. Well, we know that. Yeah. Aaron explains that she didn't ha- she loves like one thing that she loves about reception is she has her own desk. And she didn't have a, a desk when she was in the foster home. I mean, that's just like another thing about Aaron is like how often she talks about being, you know, like elementary school age or middle school like age. Like it's just like in normal life, nobody ever <laughs> like talks about the things that they liked as a kid or mm-hmm. like, you know, like it's just it's just very, you know, she just like has all these things uh, that she thinks define her <laughs> that like mm-hmm. that she didn't have a desk at the foster home but she did like the foster home she just didn't have a desk i think you know it's like it's it's clear that aaron had a really difficult upbringing just oh yeah from, yeah all of the things horrible she talks upbringing. about yeah and the way that she latches on to michael and andy to the lesser extent um, she had scoliosis yeah um I mean, the way she responds in work bus when uh, Nellie's trying to adopt the child. I think, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, the show kind of glosses over it and just kind of paints her as a weird character, but it's clear that there's a lot of, yeah, uh, difficult uh, upbringing there for sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's what makes Aaron so great is, I mean, she's so bright and bubbly and the joke is so dark, mm-hmm. that, you well, know. And- and just and just strange like yeah i, I don't mean to uh I, I don't mean to like take the take it down a with you know i don't I, I don't mean to make it like a like a downer sort of comment but it just kind of she didn't have a tr- like a normal upbringing or or like a traditional upbringing maybe let's say but it's uh it leads to a lot of weirdness that we see from her like the hair room mm-hmm. yeah like when you're left to your own devices as a kid yes. that's what you would come up with yeah it, it- it it, ex- it kind of reveals a lot of weirdness about her, but it also, re- I feel like, reveals some of the more sweet things about Aaron and some of the more, like, um, I don't know, th- things that are very endearing. And, and like, her, you know, like, for example, just her, her affinity for parental figures and kind of trying to find one at all, you know, trying to, like, and might explain why she looks up to Michael and wants to go to lunch with him and almost sees him as that kind of a figure. Um, yeah. as a boss, which I think for her is a stand-in for like a parent because she just never had that growing up. And so when she's working here, it's like, okay, Michael's the boss here and I would like his approval and I want to be a good employee and I want him to like me. So, I mean, the kind of everything is about that. Um, this whole this whole episode is reflecting that in, in certain ways. I think there's an element too of, I mean, Aaron says to Andy, trust is the most important thing to me. Um, when they're in the parking lot and Andy's trying to con- say that there are no other secrets about him. But it's funny because you think Eric, er, er, I said Eric, Aaron, <laughs> um, 
Aaron uh, obviously is trusting Andy. She trusts Michael so much because she wants to spend time with him. There's there's an element of, and the sort of the flip side with everybody else in the office is that they they've all been there's novelty with Aaron in this in this office group still, where she's still excited about everyone, and the opposite is true with this other the, everyone else in the office where they've been around each other so much that they're pretty relentless with how they treat each other. They just take each other's things. Uh, I mean. Aaron being so excited to have a desk versus all the other characters just I mean Dwight just utilizing Pam's desk the other characters ignoring Pam's desk yeah um, it's it's funny the way that there's an inverse there between like this trust and this novelty and this bright-eyed way to view the office and mm -hmm. the sort of uh cynicism to like he's cookie monster he does this he says that Th like they're impersonating each other they've been they spent so much time together that they can flawlessly impersonate each other yeah, I, that's a really good point. It is it is funny it's happening uh, in the midst of all this. And and in fact, when 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 then Aaron comes back from lunch after figuring this out about Andy, she is suddenly the most dourest person in the whole group. Um, uh, I mean, when Andy comes to ask how it yeah. went, uh, Oscar has the unfortunate task of being the first person to ask her for something. It's just my God, Oscar, yeah. will you keep your pants on? It's easy, and it's just like, mm -hmm. whoa, this is. What happened here, Aaron? This this is not yeah, the Aaron we know. A switch has been flipped for Indeed. sure. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that happens a couple times with uh, Oscar and then with Toby. But again, proximity and distance, the <laughs> way that they can't escape. Like they're so close to each other that even in this emotional situation, it's kind of like you can't get away because everyone has to share this tiny space. Even when you're trying to do something so mundane, as you're just trying to get your facts or your printing or something, and, and like just people are the, going through something right behind you. Yeah. yeah, and just that at this point in the show, it's just like everyone knows everyone's business, and everybody's gonna like you know talk about it in the midst of people trying to get real work done, mm -hmm. um, and uh, just how bizarre that is. Yeah. Well. So, anyways. So, yes. Let's go to the party. We get, let's get to the yes. party. So. Um, I love that Andy's up there. He's got a big banner. Uh, he's he's written a song. He's gonna play on the guitar uh, for for I really some reason. Another, I know that's I, another forget the teapot, man. Let me hear. I want to hear Secretary of Love full performance. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, for whatever reason, Andy goes hard at giving Angela a shout out for planning the party. Um, not really sure why he feels so uh compelled to do that but uh, i do i do yeah, love michael i am saying the exact Stop talking angela is fantastic <laughs> specific shout out <laughs> so andy she just doesn't really care that much she, yeah. of course not <laughs> he's just being really polite and that's all and I, I mean, maybe we've talked about this in another episode, but the way that she th obviously she throws the cake, but the way that the cake is styled on his face is so, so funny. Perfect. The way that like it covers his eyes, he can't see. It's cut <laughs> in such a way where like it's hard to tell if it's it's probably a combination of a great throw and then a great, like yeah. I don't know what you would call it because it's not makeup. Yeah, I, I at that point you know I think you can call it makeup. I'm sure that a makeup artist did it. Well, cake. Cake up. Cake up. <laughs> cake up, yeah. <laughs> Face cake. Very good. Very yeah. good. I, I love the way, too, it kind of kind of drips over the guitar a little bit, too. There's a piece of it that catches the inner it ring of the acoustic off. guitar. <laughs> yeah, it's really artful. It's just, 
Yeah, I didn't think about how it's kind of in his eyes. That is <laughs> so funny. You like can't see his. Can we talk about this in private? <laughs> if you look up, um, if you look on this episode on Dunderpedia, the featured image is is just is Andy, just his face covered. It's it's a perfect snapshot of. Uh, it, What's going on? Yeah. You know what else is funny? And he has his harmonica thing on too. Yeah, all over harmonica. Harmonica. Yeah. Thing. The other line, the other moment in the show where I could think of where someone says, "Can we talk about this in private?" is when Michael proposes to Carol and Diwali. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's nice. funny that like to be they see both sides of that where the person is like in this very public stating, like having to respond to the gesture and and says like can we please just remove ourselves from this and then the other side is andy with cake on his face and guitar <laughs> can we talk about this in private it's very calm about it <laughs> and i also love the way that they they cut down or they pan down to the cake with aaron's face on it in season six between this cake and the cake and scott's tots the employee of the month cake uh difficult uh difficult season for uh cakes with photos <laughs> on them <laughs> Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was just thinking about it though too, and like you kind of get this moment as well when uh, when Michael tells Andy that Angela and Dwight are still sleeping together. Andy is very calm, just comes into the office and says to Angela, "Like, can I speak to you in private?" Basically. Oh yeah. That's you know, she's like, she's like, <laughs> yeah. She, I think she's like, I think we could talk out here. It's like, no. <laughs> we are blowing the roof off. <laughs> uh well anyways um so uh andy gets the cake in the face uh and yeah i mean uh gotta think about from andy's perspective he's just like what is happening literally counting himself into his own song and that happens a one a two two, three yeah oh Another collective groan from the office. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, Andy does uh, does go to Michael after this and and is like, "Why did you tell her?" Uh, but of course, we, as we said, Andy never really says, you know, requests uh, that people keep it a secret. Uh, and as as Michael tells him. You know, what is he? What does he say? Like, I am... She's not the easiest person in the world to have a conversation with, right? <laughs> right. Besides, yeah, she doesn't he... tell their girlfriend that they were engaged to someone that works like four feet away from them. That's like some Mister and Mrs. Smith crap. Really dates, really dates the episode. That reference. Yeah, that is not sure. a reference. I, I doubt anyone gets. I love some of those movie things. I was you were talking about Happy Hour the episode before, like talking yeah. about Black Snake Moan. Like what kind of movies and stuff that they watch? I I actually, I mean, I guess it's of the time and it dates me mm-hmm. uh, and us, but it's funny to think about those references. I should or, say. Um, the Ali Larder Beyonce. That oh, yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. You're Ali Larder. Yeah, yeah. I'm Beyonce. Yeah, I'm Beyonce <laughs> At, always. After after that, Michael also says, "You know, I, you know, I resent the implication that I would keep a secret. Everyone here knows that I can't and I won't <laughs> keep a secret." I, th- that was the one I was looking uh, for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fine for you, Pam, but I live in a fantasy world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, sorry. Can, can we take a very quick break? I, yeah. yeah, let's do that. We'll take yeah. a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Now, I, I want to touch on the B storyline again, because this starts to become Bees. a... Bees? 
this starts to become a, a Gabe Lewis episode. Um, yeah, we, haven't which, even, we haven't even uh, talked about him yet. We haven't even talked about Gabe, GSL. What's in it for GSL? Um, so... An opportunity to get people to respect him in the office. Yep. Yeah, exactly. We kind of so, learned yeah, that. I would listen to me. <laughs> That's all. Ciao. The way he walks out is so smug. There's oh, the boy. smugness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Alex, you said no one comes to Kevin's defense. Gabe comes to Kevin's defense just for Gabe's sake. <laughs> just for just yeah. to look out for himself. Um, but uh, Gabe makes three. God damn it! He decides to make three. Beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was scrolling. I was scrolling to the Gabe page as you said that. Uh, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he he calls out uh, Jim and Pam and suspends them for for this behavior. And Dwight, that's right. This whole desk clump. Uh, he yes, here's here he is with an opportunity to to not only uh, relay messages from corporate, but enforce something from corporate. Uh, as he says, some of them still think I'm the IT guy. Um, <laughs> either they don't respect me or they respect me too much is his assessment of where he's at in the office. Um, turns out they still don't respect him. And I he even... <laughs> it's funny that this it happens in an episode where something else happens that's probably more relevant to HR, you know, like at the party. And the game says, I should probably get involved in this, but I think my energy is better spent on the cookie monster issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he goes uh, and basically decides to suspend without pay for two days, uh, which of course turns out to not really be within his jurisdiction. Um, Pam does some, does some, does some sleuthing. Well, Pam and Jim and Dwight all go to Toby and and recount this story to him. And we get this deleted scene where Toby is sitting there eating a banana and he's like, man, this is like that time. Uh, what, what does he say? He got overcharged at the gas station or something like that. Um, and uh, Pam is just like, well, well. <laughs> what are you gonna do like you know we want you to like find out if you know he's allowed to do that and he's like oh yeah you came here because i'm hr that's right yeah. <laughs> like he just like why he just thought <laughs> he just thought they were just having a friendly moment yeah. like like Pam where they were just complaining advice. to him yeah yeah i think dwight even says why else would we come back here <laughs> yeah and then he's like okay and then they're just standing there, and he's like, I'll I'll call you. And then they're just standing well, there, and he's like... You know, it's funny. Uh, on one hand, uh, well, one, one, this is the scene. I it's, it's I always, I never know where to locate it, but there's that f one scene where he, like, tries to close the banana. He's like, can I at least finish my banana? And then he tries to, like, close it, which is always such <laughs> yeah, a funny, yeah. weird sort of that thing. That is so good. <laughs> I've wondered where that was in the series, and here it is. And then... Also, um, again, uh, I hate to be a broken record, but talking about distance, Toby, who's in the annex and wants nothing more than to just be friends with his coworkers, they keep, <laughs> he sees exactly what distance they keep him at. And it's, it's a funny scene, but it's so effective in the, in the regular episode that aired that it, it just comes as a call from Toby. All right, perfect. Thanks, Toby. But it's funny to watch them navigate it in real life where they have to make a request of him. And yeah. 
He's like, oh, and you want me to do it this instant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, in the in the in the uh, original episode, we do just get, um, you know, when when he calls uh, when he calls Pam, he kind of starts to talk about like he's like, yeah, it really is interesting. Like some of their policies on, mm-hmm. like he's again trying to just like chit chat a little bit. And Pam's just like, gotta go. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I learned some interesting things about how they structure. <laughs> yeah, you wonder what he what he discovered in that moment in their corporate structure. Forget the teapot. <laughs> yeah, what did <laughs> what did Toby what did Toby find out about they... <laughs> Saber's corporate structure? Uh, <laughs> that's going too far. Uh, yeah, too far. Too far. Uh, I mean, right before this, we see Gabe talking to probably Joe or someone is like, so I can reprimand them, but I can't suspend them. Oh, I can't do either. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. He can't even reprimand. Um, and yet he still tries to squeeze out a, an apology. You know, he can't. Uh, he just wants he a tiny thinks... shred of respect. And, just and wants Jim and Pam one step ahead. They get two days off with pay. Uh, but God, I love it with Dwight. It's just like prideful idiots. The way he holds his body. Mm-hmm. Gabriel <laughs> when he apologizes with the kind of like down, downtrodden glance there's yeah. just something about Dwight and like punishments his respect for punishment even when it's him being punished he's so committed to it I love he it he really leans in <laughs> yeah like standing on the like standing on the box with the lighters yeah, exactly <laughs> same, same. <laughs> Same kind of feeling. Fits crime. Yeah, yeah. You get the sense yeah. that he's he has been through this so many times as a child, <laughs> yeah. and I'm sure the punishments were brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that I, thing I with the love... arm? You the board uh, with the hands and the oh uh, stocks, stocks. Yeah, the stocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bet Dwight spent some time in the stocks. Probably. As a kid. Sure. I I do love. I mean, I think. Um... I don't remember exactly which episode this is off the top of my head, but um, maybe it's uh, Scott's thoughts. But where he's like, you will wash and buff. No, it's the lover. Okay, sorry. You will wash and buff our car when Jim finds the recording device. Oh, yeah. says, punishment fits the crime. I love, I love that. <laughs> like Dwight says, I accept your, I accept your ruling. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think from here we have Kevin – yeah, coming in to impersonate Gabe and kind of winning back the office a little bit. They all yes. kind of rally against yes. Gabe. Well, this is uh, yeah. I mean, Gabe is 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 so sniveling and pathetic, you know, in this in this whole <laughs> thing. I mean, he's, you know, after he doesn't get the apology, can't admit, you know, everyone has basically figured it out. They're all like, kind of seems like they just got pay, uh, got to go home and get paid. And Gabe just turns on Kevin. That's his last. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. his last hope. Is he just like, you know, he says, can I buy everyone coffee or cookies? Another amazing <laughs> collective groan from the office there. Yeah. Oh, Gabe. But Kevin sees, you know, sees his window of opportunity here. He nails it. It's a nice, uh, it's just nice to win one there for Kevin. He's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and then... Okay, go ahead. Well, there's, there's, there's. I think two scenes left to really need to talk about. Uh, first one, which I think is the funniest, one of my favorite scene in the entire episode, which is when Pam first tries to console Aaron and is talking to, hey, oh, of course, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was engaged before Jim, really, yeah, and he worked here too. 
Wasn't it was Andy, Andy wasn't it? <laughs> uh, so dear. Pam gives a very heartfelt like. It doesn't matter. It's not about who you've been with, who you end up with. Sometimes the heart doesn't know what it wants until it finds what it wants. And Longbeat, I, I hope you find what you're looking for. <laughs> I, the way Pam just you. does that. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah. She kind of gives up, but she tried. Uh, but very much like Michael at the beginning, just like, I'm trying. I tried to get through. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll let you take it on, on the other scene, which I, it's probably the most load-bearing, most important scene of this entire episode with Michael and Aaron. Yeah, I mean, I think, too, there's an element of Andy and Aaron, like, talking in the parking lot as well, or Andy trying to explain. Sure. But then, yes, Michael comes in and is this consoling figure for Aaron. And, uh, like, one thing that Ellie Kemper does really well is, like, she laughs in a very in a way that really like communicates like the earnestness of her character mm-hmm. um like in her responses sometimes and i think uh, this one and um I- i'm also thinking for whatever reason of in season nine when she laughs about dwight's dwight's jokes about eating gym as nerds um <laughs> but like her reactions are really great and michael michael comes in and kind of saves the day a little bit and also uh picks it up with his own impression of um tom Dysmore, who man if i could go back and take him as a micro character in our micro character draft, I would. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Scott. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's like the whole impression. Yeah, I know. Um, um, but that, that kind of concludes the storylines. And then, of course, with just the last little button being um, Kevin showing everyone the video of Oscar as the count. And then the super fan inclusion, which is an extended run of episode, uh, impressions oh. from uh, the Dunder Mifflin staff. Love it. Yeah, it's, it's funny great. to see Kevin sort of miss the mark with his uh, miss the mark with his video because nobody thinks it's that funny. Yeah, um, except Michael. But then, except the for Michael, count wears I love... purple, and so does Oscar. Yeah, and that my I, I love that Michael calls him Cookie Monster as like a term of endearment. Um, yeah, way to go, yeah. Cookie Monster. Kind of... mm-hmm. Thank you, <laughs> um... <laughs> Oscar. I am the count. Nailed him. Nailed him. <laughs> um, but then I think uh, one like the huge inclusion from this particular episode is minutes of impressions of other characters in the office done in talking yeah. formats. So yeah. you have, it's it's, yeah. it's actually pretty incredible to see. This could only exist as a deleted scene. It's it it starts to go beyond the reality of. The narr- or like you know, it starts to feel like actors like trying it out. They had <laughs> like, everyone in the cast just like, can you just do everyone? Just go through everyone, and give us something, yeah. and then they cut together their favorites. And like, what what you get? Yeah, Creed what... impressions, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah, John Krasinski yeah. looks like he's Does... having a stroke. He's like talking out of the side of his mouth. So mm-hmm. funny. They were, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. If you have an opportunity to check it out, I highly recommend it. Um, my favorite was Kevin impersonating Phyllis. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They it's really go bizarre. after Phyllis. Yeah. Like, the way he's doing his eyes and, like, talking about farting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so silly. It's just, yeah. It's so silly. I did like Pam doing Michael. Pamela. Pamela. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, uh, we get everyone also, doing the Riddit did to do, including oh, yeah. Andy. Including, um, yeah, they love Andy do one of his own. Love to see it. And then Pam uh, impersonating Dwight and doing this gesture, like with the yeah, 
They're kind of like finger guns, but they're pointed upward. Like, <laughs> nailed it. Fantastic. Well, she does. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Uh, yeah, well, there... But, hey, wait, wait. I, okay. Last thing, yeah. oh, like you said, oh. this is a huge insight. You tapped into this. This is one of those moments where you feel like you're watching actors, not characters. Like, and yes. it's very rare because mm, we spend so much time point. with the show that, like, you get so used to thinking about these characters and their lives and their up their upbringings and childhoods and stuff with these fictional characters, which is which is great, right? We love we love the show, but it is fun to watch a, a version or a clip or a little series of, of, of shots where you're watching actors being good actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was kind of refreshing. I mean, yeah, John John Krasinski's impressions are great. And, you know, it is kind of like, you know, it's been said before that Jim has can do great impressions of people in the office. But, like, even, you know, like, Jenna Fisher, like, Jenna Fisher's uh, impressions are, are really great. And it's almost a little bit like, you know, Pam wouldn't be quite so animated. Yeah, they wouldn't all be as good as impersonating each other. Exactly. I, I think uh, yeah. Brian Baumgartner's Kevin's imp- – Kevin's impressions were good. Um, yeah. I thought everyone's gym smiles were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Gabe, well, Gabe I mean, does a quick Joe Bennett. He's like, I don't feel comfortable doing this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I will say, uh, you know, just to kind of wrap up this episode is, is just uh, that I, I was enjoying Andy and Aaron together. And, uh, you know, they do kind of pull this out of nowhere. And, you know, I don't know how wrong Andy was to not tell Aaron about Angela or just, you know, that he was getting to it, you know, is kind of an understandable thing. But at the same time, you know, I think the fallout would have always been bad. But I don't know. It's it's uh, I mean, this is the end of you know, and uncomplicated Andy and Aaron. And, uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of, kind of bummed at the, the relationship that never really was sort of like those two innocent, like their, like their, their relationship was so innocent. And then after this, it just gets so messy. Mm-hmm. Just a couple Very of nice kids, like two more, two, three more seasons after this. Yeah. Yeah, and this is like, yeah, you're right. It's the last, the first half of this episode is like, man, Andy and Aaron are so perfect for each other. What a perfect match. And it never was to be again. And then one of them becomes Lionel Frankenstein. Yeah. Or I guess if you're going to be technical to the book, it's Frankenstein's monster. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Uh, Well, there you have it. It's uh, Secretary's Day. Uh, all right, let's meet up in the conference room and do some do some topic Swissmas. Right now, right now, conference room. Topic, hopefully, let's go. Wait, well, we have another drop. Hang on, sorry, we have another drop for topic Swissmas. I already won the lottery. I was born in the U.S. of A, baby. And as backup, I have a Swiss passport. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the top of Swissmas, uh, where uh, I talk about ways <laughs> the office intersects with. Uh, uh, living here in Switzerland, and one uh, one fantastic one from this particular episode is the use of the word "chow." Mm. Uh, here in Switzerland, <laughs> oh, everybody yeah. says "chow." They say "chow" to say goodbye. They say "chow" to say hello. Chow, chow oh. is like a very quick way to say goodbye. Um, oh. Obviously, proximity to Italy, but it's something that is very widely adopted, especially because well, it's like it's hard to say. Um, 
everyone is speaking it, it feels like most people are here are speaking or sorry excuse me it's a very international place so there are a lot of people not speaking their native language mm. and mm. chow is a very easy word i think to be adopted across everyone who lives here so it's just very funny that i hear that word all the time and it always makes me think of this episode <laughs> wow. so i'm glad we got to talk about it today because like i don't think about it I haven't thought about it to uh, bring it up on the show so far because it's not like a story or an anecdote or anything, but it's just something I hear it literally every day and people in awesome. like, all earnestness say, ciao, ciao, ciao. Yeah. It's very funny. Hmm. I, I love like chow chows, like the dog. It. Yeah. Yeah. Ciao, ciao. But like when, if I were to say it, all I would think is like, it, it would make me think of the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes me yeah. think of people making fun a of chow. Gary, a chow. A chow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's true. Uh, that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, well, okay. Well, uh, the that's other thing it. we yeah. were going to do, <laughs> that's Keep it for moving. top of Swiss Miss. Yes. Um, nice and, tidy uh, little segment there. That is our building. And we sell paper. We like to call this ordinary things. This is where we just, uh, relate our own lives, uh, to the office. I think we were going to, Alex, you had some discussion do, questions. We'll just do one. We'll just do okay. one question. All right. Here yeah. I, yeah. I thought of watching this one, uh, based off this episode, very simple one, uh, which is that when is a time that you thought something would go better than it did? Obviously this is inspired by everything Andy did for Aaron on secretary's day, but that day <laughs> did not end up the way he thought it would. What's 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 a time in your life? No, no matter how say, big or small. Like I was going to say any time I go day. golfing. Hey, -o. <laughs> you're right, dude. I always think it's going to go better. But then, but then one time it did go better, and that's those are blessings. Those are, those are why you play. One day it mm. will go better. Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. That's the mantra of a golfer. One day it will go better. One day it will be better. One day all this will be yours. Yeah, well, I mean, this this question certainly makes me think of Andy. Uh, I wanted that to go better. Yeah. I wanted that yeah. to go better. <laughs> I I mean, I can go first. Sure. If you like. I, have I, I think I've, I feel like I've told this one before. But I think I've talked about in my, my fifth grade talent show. When I performed a lip sync of the Backstreet no. Boys with two friends, I, I told don't you think this. So. Okay, well, Maybe. got talked into this. This is there's a video of this somewhere, and I hope it's all burned. But uh, fifth grade, we do we do a talent show, and they kind of mainly let mostly just it's pretty much just lets the fifth graders do the talent show. Um, it's it's a whole school assembly, and all well, the parents are there too. Very big deal. And my, I had two friends, Tommy and Brian, and they were way into the Backstreet Boys because uh, we were 10-year-olds, and they were huge. And the album Millennium had just come out, and uh, mm -hmm. Tommy was, mm -hmm. like, way into, like, like wow, boy band. Look at how cool. Look at how, look at how much girls like boy bands. That's cool. I want to be cool. He was fascinated by choreographed dances, and he's like, guys, guys. And he's like, Alex, Brian's into this. We need a, we need a third. Like, we need a third to pull this off. But we need to, we, let's do. We're gonna be the first people who have ever done uh, a song and dance to to the new Backstreet Boys album or to NSYNC or whoever it was. And I was like, seems like a weird goal to have. But yeah, let's do it. I'm in. 
and we practiced it. We had a whole routine, and the organizers of the of the talent show put us last because it was like this is the finale. They they got this whole dance. <laughs> oh my lord! This whole it's a lip sync choreographed dance they have to this song, and they're like, "Oh, people are gonna love this." And we were going last, and so because they put us last, and everyone knew it was gonna happen, I was like, "This is this is gonna bring the house down. Like we're gonna be star- like we're gonna be stars after this. Celebrities. I'm never gonna have to work again." Not that I was working a lot when I was ten, but uh, we did the whole thing. We were we were we started doing it. We had the fucking sideways hats, and like it was really embarrassing. <laughs> and we, this wasn't a joke. Like we were we were into it. Genuine, yeah. We were genuine. And at some point, I I don't know who either Brian or I messed up the choreography, and like in front of the entire school and all of our friends and family, I was. There was a move when Tommy went on his hands and knees, and I was I was uh, doing gymnastics at the time, and so I did this like big <laughs> jump dive roll, where I like flip over my friend, and then I land on the ground and I roll, oh and I did God. that. But when I like I landed and I rolled, and I don't know if I did it early or late, or Brian came over, but Brian like ran right in front of me as I did it, and I just came up and I like my head went straight into his ass, and we both fell over in front of everyone, just yard sailed, and everyone started laughing at us, oh, and it no. was like intense trauma in that moment. Like, to be so ten years cool. old, a whole school and their parents laughing at you, and it was like we just we just ran off the stage. It was like this is a disaster. It was so oh, embarrassing. I'm sorry, and, I'm uh, sorry, buddy. It was it was you know what I recovered. It's okay, but um, that did not go as as we thought it would go as planned in my head we were we were gonna be carried off the stage crowd surfing to cheers no <laughs> i just put my put my face in an ass and walked off <laughs> uh sean do you have one or i, I oh I, man I, I to tell you the truth i'm sitting here thinking of stories that are almost too they're too cringy to tell <laughs> they're too bad That's fair. I, <laughs> fair enough man I I have one. It's it's not like all right. It's it's only kind of in line, but it, it was just kind of an embarrassing thing. But I remember when I was like a freshman in high school, I was on the I was on the tennis team, and it was either districts or state. But it was like a very it was like a in in during that day you kind of get out of school and you're watching everyone play or you're watching your team play or whatever it was. And we had like our 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 number one singles guy was really good. And it was a very competitive match, like a very important match in terms of. Oregon high school boys tennis. <laughs> and so I was, yeah, I'm either like a freshman or sophomore and we're watching and it might've been this tournament that our team hosted, but like it was an important match. And I think it was the last one. Everyone was watching that match that day. So like not a lot of other matches were going on on the other courts. It was just like one match. At least that's how I remembered it. And the match was about to start or, or like it was early on and there was like a wet spot on the court from like um, just from rain or something. And, my coach was like, that's ah, probably not good. And he like, he was like, uh, he went into a bag and grabbed the towel. And he's like, will you go down and like wipe that spot on the court? So like, and it's totally like, so no one gets hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like you have to be really, really mm-hmm. safe. Totally understand it. But in that moment, I just went from like, I'm an audience member to like, I have to stop the match and like get down on the ground and wipe off the, <laughs> wipe off the spot of water with a towel. <laughs> And like, just gotta be like, stop, stop, stop. Okay, and then, <laughs> and like, wipe off this wet spot. Like, all right, as you were. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oof. 
I, the other story that came to mind is me having to dress a mannequin, but I think I've, I'm almost, I know I've told that story before on this podcast. Yeah, not, uh, that let, sounds let familiar. I have definitely told it, so yeah. Yeah. I'll save my story for uh, for our Patreon subscribers on the next <laughs> mailbag. <laughs> we'll move on uh, for now, though, and uh, let's meet up uh, and uh, do some trivia. Let's meet up in the trivia room. Let's go to the bar for some trivia. Let's go to the bar for some trivia. Let's go to Philly for some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. <laughs> um, okay. This week's trivia sent in by Maddie. Hello, this is Maddie reaching out from Columbus, Georgia. Longtime listener, first time submitting trivia. Mm. Here are some trivia questions I came up with for season four, episode 11 Survivor Man. Oh. Let's get it. Question one Name all the people who went on Ryan's cool retreat. All right, so Toby, Toby and Ryan. And- Mm-hmm. Dan from Buffalo. Yep. Alan. No. Mm, no, uh, Alan's not here. I don't know anyone Craigers? else. I don't remember. Craig. No. Uh, the, there's two other guys. Kendall. Not Kendall. Oh, uh, what's that? Oh, I just said he was in corporate. Kendall. I, I don't know yeah, who, who is. Okay, so Mike. Uh, <laughs> Mike Chisholm. And Jeff. Okay. <laughs> what is the excuse? Michael's stepdad. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's that, Joe. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, what is the excuse Jim gives Michael as to why he can't go camping with him? He's got to donate blood. That's correct. What are the two things Michael needs? Uh, what are the two what? things that Michael brings into the woods with him? Oh, duct tape and the... Oh. Knife. That's right. Duct tape and a knife. Yep. Uh, Whose birthdays are in birthday month, and what dessert did they ask for? Uh, That's a good question. Creed wants Uh, a peach, a peach pie, or a cobbler. Want a cobbler? Cobbler. Tell Uh, her it's for Creed. She'll know what that means. Meredith. Yep. Yes. Who wants devil's food? Angels food. Yep. Devils. Oh, devils devil's food. food. Okay. Close. It's Meredith. She doesn't want angels' food. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Andy wants Fudgy the Whale. Yep. And, Mushroom caps? Oh, yep, that's right. Yeah. And there is a fourth birthday. It's Kevin. It's Oscar? It's not Kevin. It's Oscar. Oscar. Mm. And? Do you he know wants what Thai dessert? food and Spanish reds. <laughs> yeah, I don't, remember. I don't remember what Oscar yeah. wants. You know what? He doesn't ask for anything. Oh, there you go. Okay. So there you go. Uh, question number five. What does Michael use his clothing for? <laughs> well, he, he makes a headband pants. out of his pants. Or he makes yeah, like he, a tur- he turns covering. the... Yes, or, or a kerchief, yes. And then he makes uh, his pants and uh, he tented, he made a pants tent. Pants tent. Yes, Shout out yeah, to Kerr. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Yeah. There is uh, a one more thing that he makes. Doesn't he like make a sling or like a... Yeah, he makes like a oh, like a <laughs> like a bag or something. It's a, yeah, it's a bag. Yeah, it's yeah. a backpack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what does? What are the three things that Michael shouts? Oh, allow when me. he thinks he's oh. all alone. All right, Jan has plastic boobs. Oh, damn it! Uh, <laughs> Jan has plastic oh, boobs. <laughs> there we go. You have the others. Uh, 
I don't think I have the other one, but it's. I uh, wish I could have gone with Ryan on that cool retreat. Yep. Oh wait, yep. no, I do have it. Wish I could have gone with Ryan on that cool retreat. <laughs> also, this he yells. As <laughs> he sings it, kind of. I like to yeah. hear that. Or... Yeah, it it blows out sometimes when. Uh, Happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> when they're yelling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Happy right, birthday, buddy. Um, okay, guys, two more questions here. Who compares Jim to Michael? Who mis- yes, that's right. Mm. Uh, and then finally, what does it say on Michael's sweatshirt when he comes back to the office? Oh, it's a Battlestar Galactica sweatshirt. That's from right. Flight. Ding, ding, ding. Very memorable. Um, all right, cool, cool. Box it up. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, Maddie, for sending in thank trivia. You, if you would like Survivor to send man, us I trivia. hardly know her, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to send us trivia, you can. Email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. You can also call us and leave us a message at 503-694-9314. We love to play the messages on the show. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. And, of course, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash michaelscott. You can become a Scott's Tot and get all those fun goodies we've been talking about throughout today's episode. Uh, we also donate a portion of uh, those funds to the Third Good Marshall College Fund. So very special thank you to our patrons uh, for supporting the show. We are and... dis- our Discord link should be on our episode description as well. You can find oh, uh, excellent. if you want to hop in there. Uh, yeah, click on that link either from your phone or computer. Coolio, and special thanks to Ryan Lloyd who designs all of our artwork. This episode was recorded over video chat. I am lonely, and I need a new Ryan. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us for... Uh interacting on discord for supporting our patreon for sending us trivia questions listening to us talk about uh old stories from back in the day and random things from my time here in switzerland uh just uh know that we appreciate you i want you to get your ass on my face it's <laughs> a drop for my story <laughs> take care stay safe we'll see you next week Pippity poppy give me this up yes sir ciao ciao to take me home I know who I want to take me home take me home you know what fine I try to start fun traditions for you guys but if you don't want to sing no traditions closing time every new beginning comes from some other beginnings and good night Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.